The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. You're listening to The Talk, talk radio for the masses, here on WTBR-FM 89.7. And now, let's talk. It's Wednesday, you know what that means. Of course, one, it's time for The Talk, two, it's a for you, two, for A.W. Later. A.W. Later. Programming note before we start. Um, or if you're one of those people that help out with here... You go ahead. You have the when you have the the what Wednesday night productions. Wednesday productions, yeah. All right. Programming up before we start. World Radio Day, Tuesday, February thirteenth. Yes. With an open house Yay. here at the studio from one to eight p.m. The Beatles Forever, our show, <laughs> yes. our second show that yes. airs Tuesday four to six p.m. right here on this radio station live. Oh, yeah. Will be live in this studio for yes, the first time ever, and we've been <coughs> on the air with this show for five years. So, mm, yeah. tune in four to six p.m. February thirteenth for World Radio Day from one to eight p.m. and we will be here live, so you can come meet us and see what we do. Yes. Usually at home on our, <laughs> our streaming <laughs> yeah, it at home. Yeah, that'll be an interesting. We'll actually be here live doing it. Yeah. yeah, that'll be an interesting day because Josh will be going ahead to around telling the kids, "Get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. I gotta <laughs> go. We gotta <laughs> drop you off. Go quick, pick up Aunt Jane and Grandpa. Bye, bye. Love you, ciao, ciao and take off." <laughs> yeah. The thirteenth. Yeah. Yes. It's a school it's day. It's a school day. Oh. All right. So you would have to go ahead, go pick up the go pick up the kids, drop them off, come back, get us, and, and take and, off. And so. another first for us. Yes. We have a guest. Yes, we do. Kelly <laughs> Eisner, who's the director of communications yeah, for the Red Cross. <laughs> Carol pushes the wrong buttons on the air here. Yeah, is fine, live in, in our studio, and we're going to talk. Red Cross, yes. Yes. which is cool because two of us happen to be part of this thing. <laughs> well, I'll have a little conversation with Ann later. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so let's introduce yourself and. Sure. So I'm really your first guest. Yeah, you're. Yes. Yeah, we, we usually just just kind of pick a topic and go. So yeah. you're, you're li- literally the first guest yes. of this show so. since it's been on the air well, for a actually, year. Actually, Josh was, but Josh's family, Josh, Josh, so Josh, Josh is, is not, not a considered a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And 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 my buddy Mel is She's not pretty much family, so she ain't considered a guest either. <laughs> so oh. there you go. go. Ahead, Kelly, you're up. Well, uh, so my name is Kelly Eisner. I'm the director of communications for the Hi. Red Cross. Um, I I work out of well, it's a statewide position, so I kind of I go all over the state. Um, 
and just kind of tell the Red Cross story. Uh, I get to meet some of our amazing volunteers on a daily basis and be their sort of official publicist. That's me. Nice. All right, so uh, let's start with the, the Red Cross announced a couple of weeks ago national blood shortage. Major. Oh, goodness. Yeah, fill us in. Sure. So, unfortunately, it's something that we saw the warning signs were coming, but there's not really a lot you can do. You can't stockpile blood. You know, it's a perishable product. So when it um, when the time is up, it's, you know, the time is up. Um, it's a lot of things happen all at once. Um, we have seen a drop in the number of people who are donating blood in general. Um, right now, the donor pool nationally is at the lowest level it's been in about two decades, which um, oh the numbers are frightening. It's, you know, and the, the donors who do come out, I've met them. They're wonderful people, and they're so dedicated. There just aren't enough of them <laughs> right now. True. A lot of people still are still with the the things with the pandemic. They don't want someone touching them. Absolutely. They don't want someone coming near them. And they have to understand your area is totally clean, free, germ-free, always scrubbed down. Everyone is always taking precautions with fresh needles and all the fresh gauze and alcohol and the whole enchilada there for it, it. It's so true, and it sounds like you're a, a regular donor. I, I know the language well. Actually, <laughs> I wish I could be, but unfortunately, I have OR, osteoarthritis, and Boy. you know for a fact you cannot do so because of the passing on, and I'm a diabetic. Oh, yes. <laughs> My, um, so. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just... Did you have a question? I know you had your hand raised. Um, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> yeah. school in this room. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like to be polite. Um, one question I've been wanting to know. Sure. How do you guys know when you're ha when a shortage is happening? What are the what are the signs that you have? Well, it that's a great question. So every day, multiple times throughout the day, our national headquarters is keeping an eye on the blood that's coming in, the collections, and then the hospital orders that are going out. So they have a real-time tracking system for oh. that. Oh, um, so the, the demand is not meeting the supply. Exactly. In so a way, kind of. We, we saw, so we were actually in a blood shortage last fall. Um, we were able to, you know, donors really stepped up. They came out and gave we were able to get out of that but it was a little tenuous and then in december the week before christmas uh we saw seven thousand fewer donations than we had expected and then the week between christmas and new year's um we saw a short of a shortfall of about that same amount so that was horrible that was so the <coughs> for for berkshire county who gets this signal and of course the pctv people that are watching us right now what can we do here in berkshire county to up the uh, up the ante. Well, one of the things you're doing it right now. Talk about blood donation. Um, it really is so important to just let people know that there is no replacement for blood. It has to be given by a volunteer donor. You can't sell it. You can't make it in the lab. Um, so any chance that you can get to a donor center, um, the closest here, uh, Springfield and Everett Road in Albany. Probably <laughs> Albany is a little bit closer. Either way, you're an hour from here. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, um, I, I remember, do you know that, um, I don't know if you know, but that, that Red Cross on Everett Road didn't used to be on Everett Road. 
Where was it on Wolford? No, it's on Clara Barton Drive Hi. in uh, Albany because I was there in the in the early, late eighties, early nineties, doing my DAT duty yes. officer stuff, and we actually had the. The, the, the cell phone bag for the weekend and the whole the whole call down sheet. Yes, so yeah, because and, um, and I was one of the one of the people that helped them move from Clara Barton Drive to where they are up on Everett Road. Yeah, and I was on yeah because you were one of the um the action guys. Yeah, or, um, out there for the Mechanicville tornado. Mechanicville, yeah, you're helping them for their blood drive after Mechanicville. And of course, when I, when I got caught in the. Uh, the Northridge earthquake because my house went away oh via Mother Nature. Um, they were out there, and yeah, so that's how I got. That's how I got into this, which is kind of the topic of our next bullet point here: the need for volunteers. And, yes, and I know for a fact because with the duty officer stuff, we have a lot of the leadership filling in on duty yes. officer roles, and I'm doing five or six shifts myself, so. Um, we need duty officers. We need volunteers here for disaster services. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm so glad that you are a volunteer. I also do pick up the occasional duty officer shift. I've trained for it. It's, um, you know, it's not my official job, so I don't know how good I am at it, but sometimes I need, the, <laughs> need somebody to do it. Um, so basically for listeners who or viewers who don't really know what that is um so the red cross is we're kind of on call 24 7 for home fires all across the state so if your house catches fire um wherever you live and it's you know we say house but apartment mobile home wherever you live if it catches fire um the fire Whatever domicile you are living in exactly exactly including rental units um the fire department will come, and usually the fire department will call the Red Cross in. Um, so they're there to put out the fire, and then we're there to just help the people that have been forced out of their homes. I mean, happens, you know, you know well from your own experience. It doesn't seem to happen at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday, you know. It's no. usually in the middle of the night, and it's freezing cold. Um, and these are people that have been just blasted out of bed by a smoke alarm, hopefully and run with what they're wearing and maybe think to grab their house keys and the Red Cross volunteers go speak to them, see what the needs are um, and how we can help. So we were talking a little bit about a duty officer shift. That's sort of like our dispatch role. So it's a great work from home role. (coughs) Um, Thankfully, no more bags of cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) Call down lists. Oh my gosh, beepers. Yeah, the technology's gotten a lot better. You can pretty much do it from anywhere. And and now it's only four hours. When I did it back in the day, it was I had it for the entire weekend. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. But I didn't have the entire state of New York to do it in. I was just capital district, but. Yeah, you know, lugging the bag around for the entire weekend. But now yeah. there was a couple. Sh- there was a couple of times where you turn around and you says, "Do me a favor, give it a shot." They know your voice. Turn around, and tell them I need them and I need them badly, and I'm working on something else. So I would go ahead, pick it up. Hi guys, love you. So, so guess what? You turn, turn around. He goes, "What is he doing?" I turn around. And I says, "Right now, currently." I says, "He's on the other phone upstairs, calling a couple of your guys." Yeah. And he asked me if I would go ahead and call on our phone while he's used my father-in-law's phone. His father-in-law, I should say. My dad's phone. And he turned around and next thing he would go, how did you sweet talk these people? Wonder how come you're not doing this? <laughs> 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 he says, I'll be darned if the 
still answer for you. He says, that's trading. <laughs> now, now, now it's a lot easier now. It's four-hour yes. shifts as compared to entire weekends. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's something – it's pretty low barrier of entry, too. I mean, there's a couple training classes, but if you want to help, the training is there for you. There's people that – like, I started doing it just because I had a good teacher, and he's like, all right, well, here's what you do. And, you know, it, it's a nice way to talk to clients, too. You know, you're a lot of times you're talking to police or fire, but sometimes you're talking to an actual client if they're and, the ones and, and that And there's are some in. things you get that training just does that help no. with. That is um, true. No, <laughs> I, it, it's, it's me, me, and, me and, a, and a lot of the leadership, like Ann um, and Luca and uh, Marty and all that and Sharifa, have all figured out that every time I'm on shift, there's some weird call. <laughs> that we have yet we had one I think over on Saturday that even Sharifa couldn't figure out that we had to work out. But every, you have leadership there. You have people there. You know, you get there's some shifts where you've got nothing to do for four hours, <laughs> yeah. and you've got some shifts where you've got 20 calls. And luckily, Anne is usually there to say, you know, she'll text me and go, "Do you need help?" Or Warren, when the DO, the other DO is on shift. So there's always somebody there to help you if you get overwhelmed. And in some cases where you're not quite sure about the decisions you want to make. That's when you call them. There's always somebody there I've seen to, do it. to help you where it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, it, it's kind. It's kind of cool. I've never had two calls that were the same. I mean, same. I no. you know, go, going through some of them. We had the call a couple of weeks ago where actually got shipped from New Hampshire. Yeah, because the client was actually staying here in, in Western Mass. Yes, I remember that call. You were, you were like, yeah, and uh, then, and that's when we called. What's going on? That's when we called the <laughs> regional leadership on call. <laughs> they are locked. <laughs> they are locked, and, let, and they had to, to you, figure out what was going on. Thursday, and you also had one where somebody, it was, uh, I believe, a homeless person, and their tent had went ahead and got damaged and flooded, and you had to go ahead and yes. call, we got call like four behind them. Wendy's. We got like four, yeah. four or five calls on that, and yep. we all had to bump, bump, bump our heads together and, and, and do things. Um do you always have somebody there? These these are four hour shifts. You can yeah. pick up as many as you want. You got to do at least three a week. I'm doing God knows how many a week. It's not really bothering me. I figured whatever he wants to do. Well, now I have my Red Cross email credentials. I feel a little bit better. Um, <laughs> can I make one one statement? You can okay. Make all the statements you want. Yeah. Okay. The reason why I feel so wonderful about you guys and to say thank you. Um, Back in 98, I was expecting our second child. And unfortunately, that child did not go in the proper place where the child was supposed to go. Um, I was in the bed, and I was almost close to death. He called 911 and um, got me to the hospital. They turned around. They said literally at the hospital that they had to refill me with the thankful and love of whoever donated that day. Saved my life. Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry. And um, we are needed, very, very, very um, grateful for that new for that person in Albany yep, or wherever they, that person was from. But because of that particular area, I say thank you, Amelia. Oh yeah, because, so. yeah, she had to go through a six-liter 
Oh, yeah, she go complete refill. So we've been talking about to do the officer shifts and, and all that. How does one, because I know how to do this, I've done this, but how does one <laughs> listening to us or watching us on PCTV right now, if they're interested in doing what I do and doing what you do and doing what Marnie does and Sharifa does and Ann does, how do uh, they go about getting into this? So there's lots of ways. The easiest, I think, is redcross.org slash volunteer. Uh, you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS. That's how you get through um, our website. Or, you know, if you see us in the community, like, you can see I kind of dress branded. <laughs> she <laughs> dressed for the case. No, I don't. Uh, the only thing I got branded is the vest. They didn't send me any branded <laughs> stuff. Well, oh. the vest is very important. That, uh, that's got some reflective strips on it. It's got the logo, too. But more importantly, yes. it'll... Uh, Keep you out of traffic, but you gotta remember. <laughs> but still, one thing too. they'll still ask keep on, you. Keep people keep on forgetting. Okay, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes, the best thing you can do, if you can donate, is take you, you and your loved one we've, we've together. Yes, and do the donation for the blood. Well, and your story is so touching because I think it illustrates the fact that anyone can need blood. You exactly. Know? You don't. You don't go to the hospital knowing exactly what's going to happen, but it's always there. And the reason it's there on the shelves, just in case you need it, is because of the volunteer donors who come. They keep their appointments. They go every, you know, you can go every 56 days. Um, and I swear we have people that go every, every 56 days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Vo- Volunteer-wise, <laughs> anyway, it's only a half an hour show, so I'm trying to get everything. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah, an hour show. We, Sorry. Can, we can discuss this all Sorry. day. But volunteer-wise, <laughs> what are we looking for here in Western Mass and the Berkshires? Well, very specifically, um, we have a great need for more of kind of what you were talking about. Um, disaster action team members. These are the people that are going out to fires, meeting with clients, providing casework, that kind of thing, and duty officers. Um, again, that duty officer role, excuse me, um, is great if you, you know, if you, <laughs> I actually um, convinced a woman to volunteer as a duty officer because she was babysitting her grandson and her grandson would take like three hour naps. So I was like, well, four hours and you can take pick up a shift so that you're not bored, you know, <laughs> while you're <laughs> tied to the house. Exactly. exactly. Um, but it is, I mean, a kid, but it's a great way to just be a part of your community. You know, people think of the Red Cross as this big organization that there's tornado in Kansas and we parachute in and help and that's all true but really okay, the wait, Red there's, Cross there's, there's parachuting? Is Nobody told me about parachuting <laughs> You have to take an edge training first Ha! <laughs> Do you know how much edge training I've taken? <laughs> so I was on the, uh, the, the, the the committee of 50 there that was supposed to go to I was on standby for Hurricane Maria Oh yeah. wow Actually, our CEO went to um, to Puerto Rico for Maria. She oh, was wow. uh, she was deployed there. I've not been to Puerto Rico. I've been to Florida, um, New Jersey for Hurricane Ida. Uh, I was in Vermont last summer, um, well, which that's a nice, easy deployment. I went up. Uh, the farthest I've been is Mechanicville for the t- for the tornado. <laughs> well, I. I don't want to date myself or you, but I was in college. I went to SUNY, um, and I was there. So did I. I. <laughs> did <laughs> you? <laughs> went to UCLA for two years and SUNY for two years. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, Jessica, yeah. turn your hand. Got me ring. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yep, class ring. And, and, and the good Very thing about cool. the duty officer stuff is when I was doing it, <clears throat> there was a local number. Mm-hmm. And people would call that now everybody calls national yes and national dispatches it down to us 
and it it's a good way to make okay. sure that things don't fall through the cracks because if that num if that local number isn't manned or if someone has the digit wrong, we might never know that there's someone out there trying to get in touch with us. This way it all gets filtered through. It's manned twenty four seven. It goes to the local duty officer. And again, I mean, we're right here in your community. We're here yeah. in Pittsfield. We're you know, in Springfield. We're in Chicopee, you know. Other other than duty officers in the AT, there's actually some other opportunities disaster mental health and absolutely if you, you want to um, touch on them sure disaster mental health god they are the work that they do is incredible um these are for primarily people with um some kind of degree in social work psychology um you know a mental health profession they in addition to that incredible work they volunteer with us to help um again like you know, if not only is a fire, you've lost all your things, you've lost your home, it's an incredible trauma. Um, and our DMH folks will sit down and just talk it through and give you resources that's and coping strategies, too. That's what people don't, sorry to interrupt, that's what people don't get is these fires and these disasters are not only physically damaging, they're also emotionally and mentally damaging. You're so for right. people. It's the worst day of and people's lives. That's the thing, people are thinking, Oh my God, I I did, I lived but how am I gonna rebuild? Right. Um and that takes an emotional toll on them really horribly, you know? Um, can I ask a question? Didn't we have um, one of the victims, the fire victims, that um, was having an emotional breakdown because didn't she lose the dog? They lost the the, the dog that, that they had. They lost her service dog, yes. Yes, that's oh. what it was. Oh, and um, you turn on you says um, not to worry that um, member of the staff for the emotional was going to respond to the incident and be there for... Um, for her and um, to help with, with the dog and so forth and so on that and she needed desperately. With time fleeting, we have about eight minutes left. <laughs> Let's, uh, you, got, you got other departments other yes. than disaster oh my gosh. services. Well, so <laughs> we'll, give the, we'll give you the last eight minutes to run through them. I'll need at least that. No, um, so there's a lot that the Red Cross does, and people tend to think of us as one thing if you, like, the first Red Cross interaction I had was when I was 12. I took a babysitting class, but took first aid. <laughs> so we do have our whole training services unit. That's who's going out in the community teaching CPR, basic uh, life support. I don't know if you remember um, during Monday Night Football when Damar Hamlin. Mm -hmm. um, yes, those, exactly. The people that saved his life were Red Cross trained. Oh, my um, goodness. So it's, you know, it all comes full circle. Um, our services to the armed forces, that's actually historically where the Red Cross, um, yeah, it's... Over in, when we were, you were up over on Clara Barton Drive, when I wasn't on weekends doing duty officer DAT stuff, I was in the office doing that stuff. Yes, and that's, it, um, it's a full breadth of service. So from the time you enlist, uh, we go to the, they call it the MEPS, the Military Entrance Processing Station. I was going to say center, but that would be not an S. <laughs> I believe it's station. <laughs> um, but our, you know, our volunteers are talking about the services that are available to members of the armed forces. So one of the biggest things that we do is, let's say, you know, you're deployed to Iraq and your husband's at home and that he gets word that a relative is sick or gravely ill. Um, you he can call the Red Cross. The Red Cross will get in touch with your commanding officer oh, wow. um, and get that message to you. And the hope is that th we'll be able to make it work so that you can come home and deal with that 
family oh, emergency. Oh, yeah. You don't remember some of MASH? Oh, yeah. I th- oh, yeah, and um, I believe also Mark went ahead. A friend of ours, his mother was sick. I believe the Red Cross helped him get home. Yeah, they were the ones. They were mom, the ones when his mom was having issues. Yeah, when she had to get the. Uh, Make sure she had a, Yeah, she had a cancer. Um, cancer scare. She was um, Move stage on. four. Move on. Yeah, stage four cancer, wow. and the, they got him home. I love hearing those stories. Sorry, I'm dragging you down. Sorry about that. I'm sorry, didn't mean we, we could do two hours on this show. <laughs> no, no. I, it's. I love talking about the Red Cross. I could do two hours. <laughs> hey, hey, Carol, you might want to move your show to an hour. <laughs> when they come it's good to know that someone enjoys their work for something that is so wonderful. It really, I was, so my old job before I did this, I worked um, as a journalist and, you know, it was, you were still seeing people on your worst day, but you couldn't do anything. You had to take that step back where you were never involved in the story. Now I can go to a scene, I can help. I mean, I'm not as useful as someone who actually knows how to use, you know, some of the data entry, but I can be there. I can hug (laughs) people. I can hand out water bottles. I can, you know, flag down a translator. I can sit there and call hotels and try to negotiate a lower rate for our clients. You know, there's... As I put put it, you still help. You help people on a personal level instead of just the data entry stuff that goes with it. I, I love what I do, and, I, you know, I think that's what every Red Crosser has in common. You but you got to remember exactly. one thing. When you get a hold of your father, you stand there trying to be calm and patient and speak yeah. with that person on a calm and, and yeah, one, level that yeah, he does. One of the call, I remember one of the calls I had. You had to get a translator because they spoke um, Portuguese. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so you could that not was a you fun a- that was yeah. a fun afternoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're it's trying to tell them everything's gonna be okay, like said, and like said, no it's t- hard. No, no two calls ever the same. No, it's true. I the, the, saw the, 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 look on the his staff. Face. I, the staff I work with, I, I I'm really amazed at. I mean, I have I have Ann in text message because we're always texting back and forth. <laughs> you yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. You need help. You need this. In fact, Ann was what brought all this together and. I, I went to Ann and, and said, I have this radio show. Who wants to come on and do some talking? And yeah, because, here I am. Yeah, because um, she was sitting there. She was texting him back and forth. And I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not being under. But I knew that, you know, he goes, what? I said, what are you talking about? What's going on? Who are you talking to so long? And he turned around and he goes, it's Ann. And I turned around and he goes, see? And then, oh yeah, yeah, joking around <laughs> yeah, and everything that he does. It's, it's funny now when I call like Ann or I call Sharifa or yeah. I call Allie and they're Mary. like, well, Peter, what is it now? What do you need? Okay, what's what's going on? What what's down? And he'll just go, sorry. So fi- fi- final thoughts. Final thoughts. Well, um, obviously, we're all passionate about the Red Cross. So if I've convinced anyone, um, redcross.org slash volunteer, 1-800-RED-CROSS, or just find us out in the field. Um, again, our closest headquarters here, I mentioned Everett Road um, in Albany and Springfield. We have locations in Worcester. I work out of our Medford office a lot of the time. Blood Donor Center in Dedham, all over the state. So, and, and if you see me exactly. roaming around, or you can email me, and I can point you in the right direction. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was good. And you got to remember one thing too: they also have one in 
the one place that every, everybody always thinks of Chowderland. Boston, think about it. Yeah, let's not talk about. Let's not talk about Boston, shall we? <laughs> it's not that happening. Uh, <laughs> it's a place. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent of the calls come out of there. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta remember. It's still so anybody the, wants the hub. To, anybody wants to volunteer, you can call National. And especially here in Berkshire County, I mean, we have a great team, but we'd love to have a bigger team. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's definitely in need. Uh, Mary Nathan is our Western Massachusetts um, Disaster Program Manager. Mary is an amazing woman. She's been doing this a very long time and never gets tired of it. So you can um, talk to Mary directly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you talk to Mary directly. I do that often. I'm on, I'm on both sides, so I, go, I actually go out and yes. I do the, uh, the, the dispatching, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got through this. All right. Oh, thank right. you so much. Kelly, it's nice no, having no. you on nice the show. Thank you. Thank you. And hopefully we'll get to see you again shortly on Know Your Berkshires. Exactly. We're getting a <laughs> half an hour <laughs> run. Exactly. And we will discuss a couple of things off air <laughs> that you may be interested in. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. In the meantime, know your, know your Berkshires. Hopefully in February will be <laughs> the Red Cross. Or March. Yeah, she wants to try we would try to squeeze you in earlier. Hey, I'm, all, I'm all for and it. And you're always welcome to come back on this show. Yes. Thank you. You can always. Open invitation, just email me and you can come back on this show. That is it for for Kelly and Darlene and Jesse and Carol and myself. We are out of here. Talk Peace to you out, everybody. Next week. Take Talk care, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>